I ended up doing about almost two years as a postdoc at ORU, and I had the opportunity during those two years to, to engage in program evaluation and research projects across a number of different sponsors, um, which, which I found really enjoyable because I don't know if other people want to spend their time doing the same thing always, but I love getting to change it up and, and try out different programs and different um, kinds of projects. It keeps it interesting. And so Absolutely. I found this to be a really great home for me. This is the ORISE Feature Cast, a special edition of Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join Michael Holtz for conversations with ORISE experts on STEM workforce development, scientific and technical reviews, and the evaluation of radiation exposure and environmental contamination. You'll also hear from ORISE research program participants and their mentors as they talk about their experiences and how they are helping shape the future of science. Welcome to the ORISE FutureCast. Welcome to another episode of the ORISE FutureCast. I'm your host, Michael Holtz, and we are celebrating all things postdoc experiences because it is National Postdoc Appreciation Week. And our final conversation for this year's series is Aaron Burr, who works for both ORISE and ORAU. Um, and we just had a great conversation the other day about her experience, about what she does, and about the value of the postdoc experience. So give it a listen. I hope you enjoy this episode. We are celebrating National Postdoc Week with actually two weeks of conversations with folks from ORISE and ORU who have had postdoc experiences. And one of those people that we are speaking to, I am pleased to have on the show this week is Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr, welcome to the Arise Feature Cast. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Thank you, Michael. Tell me what you're doing at ORISE and ORU, because I know you work for both organizations. Tell me yes. what you do for um, ORISE and ORU today. Sure. Um, I, I currently work as an evaluate, senior evaluation specialist and pro, um, project manager for the assessment and evaluation group in ORISE and it, within the STEM WD group. And I also uh, do a lot of work for the OGS side of our company or ORAU government services and do very similar stuff just for a different set of clients. And, and, and most of what what I'm doing is program evaluation or evaluating um, educational workforce development program experiences to determine if the uh, programs are working and if they're effective in meeting their goals and objectives and how they can be improved. Awesome. So you're you're essentially um, sort of a third party observer ish. Look, evaluating the effectiveness of a program. Um, I also know you've done some work on um, sort of continuity of, you know, if, if I've been in an ORISE research participation experience, am I still involved in a STEM career X number of years later, that sort of thing. So it's, so you do, you do a lot of different kinds of evaluation. Yes, that's, that's accurate. I, um, we do evaluations of programs that um, we are looking at just over a summer program after a few weeks of an experience, how, how, 
how did that impact them? But what you're referring to is one of our long-term impact studies where we're looking at the kinds of outcomes that you can only measure years after they have completed a program. Because um, when somebody exits a program, you can ask them, how did, did they like it? How did it go? But you don't know, will they go on to achieve additional <clears throat> degrees? Will they get a job in the area that they were getting trained in? And so these long-term follow-up studies are our opportunity to follow up with alumni from our programs and um, find out about those outcomes and see if they've been successful, which many of them are. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, we know, um, and I know from talking about your work in other forums, that um, we see that the programs are successful with, you know, sort of 85 and I think 96 and, you know, other other high numbers of retention rates of people that stay in STEM fields or related, you know, after they've had an experience in an ORISE research participation program. So it's pretty amazing the work that we do as an organization. Exciting. <laughs> it is. So um, let's take a step back because your work is pretty specialized. Um, how, how does one get from, you know, uh, say middle school, high school, maybe someone with an interest in science to becoming an evaluation specialist. Sure. So my my particular path through the, the STEM workforce development pipeline was um, I, I've always loved science and and all things STEM. I've been fascinated growing up in the in the country next to a state park. I was very enamored with nature and. Um, so, so those kinds of all the science classes are things that stood out to me. I ended up being president of my math and science club in high school and, you know, continued to have those interests. But, but I had so many interests. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I went into college as an undecided major and uh, took a little bit of all kinds of sciences, astronomy, uh, oceanography. And, uh, but I, what I found is I loved all of the social sciences the most. I took uh, anthropology and uh, sociology, but I ultimately settled on psychology because I'm fascinated with human behavior. And so I got my bachelor's in um, psychology, general psychology, and then decided that I really liked all areas of psychology. So very much like I was in science, it was very hard for me to narrow it down. So I did a, a master's degree in psychology after that so that I'd have a little bit more time to figure out what branch of psychology I wanted to ultimately specialize in. And I was thinking clinical would be the way I'd go, but I ultimately discovered through um, some of my research experiences in graduate school, program evaluation. I didn't, I always thought that everything in psychology had to be either experimental or clinical. And I did not realize that there was this whole other side of things where I could do program evaluation. It uses all the measurement and uh, data collection methods that, that I was familiar with. And so I applied to a doctoral program in applied experimental psychology. And I did a year there. Then my advisor took a job at University of Tennessee. And, you know, when you're a grad student, you follow the funding. So I came to transfer to UT as a doctoral student after my first year into their educational psychology and um, counseling department 
in uh, educational psychology and research um, PhD program focusing on evaluation and assessment. And ultimately, that's what I got my doctorate in. Um, I had been focusing on evaluating a variety of public health programs and STEM um, related education programs, a lot of college readiness type things. Uh, and I focused my dissertation on evaluation use and influence. Um, Cause why evaluate anything if you're not using that information to make things better? <laughs> right, right, that makes perfect and, sense. And from there, I uh, had a class one of my one of my doctoral classes, I had a, a classmate that worked at ORU. Okay. And he, so I, that's how I learned about ORU because I was in Knoxville and Oak Ridge is a long way away when you're just a student and your world's <laughs> centered around school. Um, but it really wasn't that far. And um, I ended up after graduation doing a post a postdoc at um, ORU doing program evaluation with that classmate. Um, who ended up being my mentor, actually. Um, I, I ended up doing about almost two years as a postdoc at ORU, and I had the opportunity during those two years to, to engage in program evaluation and research projects across a number of different sponsors, um, which, which I found really enjoyable because... I don't know if other people want to spend their time doing the same thing always, but I love getting to change it up and, and try out different programs and different um, kinds of projects. It keeps it interesting. And so Absolutely. I found this to be a really great home for me. Um, I evaluated, uh, let's see, the Extreme Classroom Makeover Program for ORU. Oh. That was one of the, the first opportunities I had at ORU. Then okay. I, let's see. I did a lot of data analysis support for the Joint Genome Institute for DOE. And it was a survey that I was analyzing and, and providing data back to, I think it's hundreds of universities that were using courses on um, genome annotation from the Joint Genome Institute. But I also um, analyzed data for the um, Oak Ridge Leadership Computing Facility. We do an annual survey for uh, all the users of the supercomputing group and, or supercomputers at ORNL. And so I, I got to look at a whole different type of data set, very technical feedback from people because these are very technically inclined people doing lots of complex data analysis. So I learned a whole lot just analyzing the data about different fields. And um, I, I just, I found it fascinating. Um, I also got to analyze data from surveys for all 17 of DOE's national laboratories um, across five different workforce development programs. A uh, few of them are still in existence, but mm. I had a lot of different really cool experiences. <laughs> Really, and it's amazing and also fascinating, as you said, because you get to learn about all of these different programs and all of these things that otherwise you wouldn't know about, um, but also see what drives other people, um, you know, in those experiences and, you know, what did they like and what didn't they like and how would they change it and all of those things. And that's really um 
has to be a fascinating topic. I'm I'm personally not a statistics person, but I can see how that would be really um, really interesting to see, and especially when uh, you can measure, you know, the success of a program. You know, how successful are we doing with, you know, the work that we're putting out there, or the experiences that we're creating for uh, research participants, or K through 12 students and teachers who are doing um, summer programs and those sorts of things. Yeah, and it's it's nice because none of these are programs I'm evaluating that I was a participant in. However, as a postdoc, when I was evaluating other postdoctoral experiences or other graduate experiences, you know, I have a vested interest in seeing that they're getting good quality data to help improve their programs mm-hmm. and to, to show what's working and what's not. And it's not just statistics. It's also qualitative data analysis. There's um, qualitative feedback that we get. And so I get to go and look for themes and what people have to share and learn about, in their words, what their experience was, which it's always nice to hear, you know, there's always some really moving quotes about how programs change people's lives. And I think that's part of what keeps, keeps me motivated and interested in doing this because you know, it, all these programs are having such a huge impact and are uh, contributing to our workforce in such a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly as I see through these longitudinal follow-up studies. <laughs> For you, it must be, I mean, you did say this, but it must be personally meaningful to evaluate programs, other postdoc programs, because you've been a postdoc yourself, to ensure that and to see that the programs we offer, whether postdoc or, um, you know, graduate, you know, whatever level, um, are meaningful for the people participating. And as you said, it can be life-changing. Absolutely. I think one of the main components that I am particularly keen on evaluating is the mentorship aspect of the program. And in fact, for many of the programs that um, I or my team evaluate, we have a specific like component of that evaluation where we collect data from the mentor about their, their own mentoring skills, their evaluation of their own um, ability to mentor, as well as their um, history and experience mentoring, what drew, what, um, I guess, what motivated them to choose to serve as a mentor and uh, also to find out, you know, what did they gain from this participant in terms of, did, would they invite them back? How did they think that they're, um, did they contribute to their project? How, how would they rate them overall? And so we can take the, that feedback and compare it to what the participants feedback is to get a more holistic view of um, it's not just one-sided data that we're getting. We're getting multiple different stakeholder groups, including program administration. Um, in, in a lot of cases, we, we really look to see all different sides of a program in terms of the different players, per se, <laughs> and right. uh, to, to see how each of them has their own needs and functions and responsibilities within a program. And for every one of them, what works, what doesn't. How can it always be shifted, adjusted, improved? What training can be provided if additional stuff is needed? Um, what resources could be improved or provided that don't exist? And um, I think that's been something that I've really enjoyed is, is focusing on the aspect of mentoring because it's such a huge component of um, most of our programs. You followed someone to ORU who became your mentor, if I recall. 
Yeah, I followed my my advisor. You followed from, Kate. Uh, right, right, right. Um, but but I ended up meeting a student in my class who was um, an right. ORU okay. employee and ended up, that's how I learned about ORU and came to do a postdoc at ORU through just that connection that I made there. And in fact, it's really funny because before I even came to University of Tennessee, I was at a, a conference for the American Evaluation Association where I met that same student before I actually entered the program. And so... <laughs> It was just, it's fascinating, all the serendipity of uh, connections well, and how you, how you meet people and, and don't ever have a full idea of how much that could impact you later. <laughs> right, absolutely. Well, and so all of that was going to lead to you. Um, you mentioned that you have a team that you work with. And I'm assuming, I mean, you've, you've been doing this for a while, um, <laughs> that there's a level of mentorship that goes on as well with with members of your team and other people in the organization that you sort of you are that mentor to other people. Absolutely. I um I actually have mentored two postdocs as participants in a program that I was a participant in after I became an employee at ORU. Okay. And so I, I have mentored a couple of postdocs. I've mentored a number of participants that were graduate students, um, doc, doctoral students, and um, in, in program evaluation. I, uh, I guess beyond participants though, yes, having colleagues in a team who are at different levels of their training and in their career and, and serve different roles and responsibilities within the team, there's absolutely mentoring that goes on in that capacity as well. And it's, it's something that's, I, I can't, can't quite describe, but it's something that makes me so happy is that opportunity to see people that you work with day in, day out grow over the Mm -hmm. years. And um, yeah, I just, I don't know. (laughs) I I love, I love getting to see that. It makes me feel like what I do matters. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. I love that too. And it, you know, the O-Rise, you know, quote unquote tagline is shaping the future of science. And um you know, that's where science is kind of shaped is in those one-on-one relationships with mentors and participants and, um, you know, people being able to have those opportunities that uh, they might not get if they weren't part of, in you know, an O-RISE research participation program, whether postdoc or otherwise, um, so I think that's exciting. I think it's exciting mm-hmm. to, and I, I, can, I can imagine how gratifying it would be to uh, have that opportunity to mentor other people. And then to get to see them later down the road in my own personal follow-up study, you know, seeing them as successful faculty members at universities or uh, one, which one of them is. And then another, the other one is a principal of her own consulting uh, business and which is very successful. So it's, it's wonderful to see different paths that people take, but they're all still in the same area and very successful. Right. I love it. Erin, um, last question for you, because I and I am pretty sure I know the answer, but I'm <laughs> going to ask it anyway. Um, for other people who are in you know, getting their, their doctoral degrees and need experiences, mm-hmm. I assume you would recommend highly a postdoc experience for um, any of those folks. I absolutely would recommend it. 
I mean, well, you can have graduate assistantships and, and, and get a little bit more of what feels like real world experience. Um, there's nothing that compares to a 40 hour full-time week where you're not distracted by coursework or assignments. What you're doing is immersing yourself in a, a mentored experience doing what hopefully, and in my case, I ended up doing as a career. Um, and it, it, was something that positioned me perfectly to do what I do. I learned the things that I wouldn't have gotten out of my coursework or my assistantships. And I did many assistantships, uh, which, which also prepared me very well. But I, I think this fit a, a different piece of the pie to help me become the successful person I've become. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to leave it at that. Aaron Burr, thank you so much for sharing your story and uh, um, sharing about your postdoc experience with us. I appreciate it. You're most welcome. And thank you for having me. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the O-Rise Feature Cast. To learn more about the Oak Ridge Institute for Science and Education, visit orise.oreu.gov or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at O-Rise Connect.